0: Everybody, welcome to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie DeCherico. I'm Daniel Henderson. And hey guys, we're just chillaxing. Um, on another bonus with you.
1: What's going on? Well, I wanted to ask you what's going on, uh, because mm. a couple of little little while ago you went to a movie-related event for a weekend, and I wanted to know how it how it went. <laughs>
0: Oh, I did. In fact, I I went to a um a uh a genre movie film festival in Austin, Texas. I'll let you guys do the math on what what it what which one it was. Um I have not I mean, look, I went to the TCM festival in the spring cuz I had to because we were <laughs> we we had to work. Um And, uh, you know, but it was like a mandatory mask thing. It was very, we were very much still in the, um, you know, COVID precaution era. Yeah. This was not that at all. (laughs) Like it was. And thank fucking God, I was like, I should get the Omicron booster before I leave because I had, um, I was due for a booster, like timeline wise. And I have gotten every booster for every ever since, you know, the initial run. Yes, I yeah. know. And that's why I'm like, did the, I don't know if they've given you a new
1: card. Yeah, I got a new card just this time. This yeah. is my first time I got a new card. They're like, oh, you filled it up. And I'm like, yep.
0: I know. It spills over into another card. I'm like, that's my people. The two card people. That means that they were, you know, on their shit, you know? And so I was like, <laughs> oh, let me get this, this um, Omicron booster. And thank God, because...
1: no masks (laughs) no masks baby
0: and like it was crowded at times it was so crowded people were pushing other people What i think is very strange like
1: okay that's weird even before (laughs) covid but post covid how you laying hands on anybody (laughs) in public okay now hmm I texted
0: you pretty much the entire time I was there, right? (laughs) Because here's the thing. I I have gone to to film festivals by myself many times. Some of them are less lonely than others, if you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. I mean, listen, going to watch movies alone, obviously you and I, we've talked about this. This is something that we enjoy. Absolutely. But I also think too, like, I don't know if it's just like, it's just like the... Alone travel, plus the movies, and if you're in, you know, a film festival. I mean, some of them are like weeks on end, right? Yeah. So uh, depending on how lo- on how long you're there, it can get kind of lonely. And I think if you don't know anybody that lives in the town, that's probably like a huge, you know, factor in how lonely you feel. Like when I went to the Toronto Film Festival, I didn't know anybody that lived in Toronto, and I was l- truly out there, and right. I was like, damn. Like and I, Tiff
1: is like nonstop. Like Tiff is like you, like, you can go to movies all the time and be around people, but you're not talking to anyone or doing anything or like going yeah. out to dinner with anyone. Like it still feels very isolating.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we've also talked about, I mean, I'm very good at making dinner reservations by my mm-hmm. for myself and I'll go to fucking fancy places. I don't give a shit. Um, I don't care if people think I'm a high-priced call girl, even though they definitely wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, like
1: ah, that. Is that what being a woman alone in a restaurant signifies? Still, like this is a sex worker. <laughs> She's
0: at the bar alone, eating <laughs> and paying for dinner. She must. She must be a a high a high price call girl, or, or maybe is, like a mid range.
1: That um, that is truly something I've never considered in all the years that I've been dining alone and going out in this world alone. I have never considered that.
0: I listen. I'm not trying to toot my own horn by saying that I've considered it. Cause I, I don't, I, if anything, I want people to think I'm like an eccentric rich person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what people think. I don't know what people think when they see people eating by themselves. Like, you know, oh, like I gotta be honest. Sometimes I see middle-aged guys at the bar by themselves eating and I'm thinking sex tourists so oh yeah
1: far be it for me you know to no I feel I for for guys I always like if I see a guy drinking alone at a bar or eating alone at a bar my I don't because I just don't trust men my first thought is serial killer
0: yes that too
1: so I'm just like, oh God, like Jesus. But then when I'm eating alone, I'm like, I'm just a delightful imp. Like yeah. <laughs> so people might be thinking I'm a serial killer for all I
0: know. <laughs> no, we're eccentric, extremely wealthy individuals who could take it or leave it at any time, and <laughs> we're intriguing and beautiful and mysterious. No, I that, that's that's I don't know what people are thinking when they see me, but I'm like I'm not afraid to do it. But then there are times yeah. where it, like, I, it, I get challenged on that a little bit, where I'm like, yeah, I mean, it is kind of, I wish, I really do wish I could, you know, have somebody to talk to while I'm sitting here at this expensive yeah. restaurant. Um, but anyway, it, the, the ish, so there was kind of a couple things going on. I mean, luckily I have friends in Austin, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Nice. Uh, a lot of them were not going to the festival, so that was kind of, you know, trying to find time to do that. But then, like, The festival itself, okay, the no mask thing really Mm -hmm. threw me for a fucking loop. And i masked into the theater, like on the plane, everywhere. Like I was really, really stringent on that.
1: Yeah. And if there's no mask, were they just like packing people into those theaters?
0: Well, it was really like more... Yeah, there was... The theaters were packed in some of the screenings I was in, but it was really more like this lobby area, which because I haven't named the festival, I'm going to say this, okay? I don't know if there's been a change in sort of protocol and things like that, but, like, the problem is, is that it's only in this one building, and it's it's mm-hmm. this, you know, multiplex building. And then they have this, like, lobby area that's not very big, and then they have, like, these different levels of 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 attendance. So if you're, like the extra super duper badge you get in first and then there's like mm-hmm. a mid range and then there's like the peon level which included in the industry folks like me so <laughs> we were considered peons <laughs> you know which i guess is fine uh but then like Everybody sits in this lobby, like it doesn't sit. There's nowhere to sit. It's a stand situation. Ugh. And we're just waiting for somebody to be like, okay, you're ready to go, people of this badge level. And then everybody runs to a movie theater. And I'm just like, there this has is f- to be. Yes. And I'm like, do I remember this happening ever? Because I have been before. Right. And I don't remember this level of um, desperation.
1: That Before. is, like, there There also has to be better organization available for this kind of thing. Like, we are in 2022. There's no reason why you can't form a queue or, like, have a velvet rope or yeah. have a Southwest Airlines-style, like, Section A, B, C. Like, we can do this better in general. We don't have to be all mobbing into a lobby with no, with absolutely no rhyme or reason because that's what causes people to panic is if they can tell that there's no organization.
0: Yeah, there was definitely several moments during this uh, festival where I was like, have I transcended all of this? I feel like at this age and in this station of my life, should I be shoved by (laughs) like a 50-year-old guy who is desperate to see a Chucky documentary? Like what the fuck is going on? like a grown man pushing people and running towards an opportunity to see a documentary about Chucky. I'm like, this is deeply fucked up.
1: This is why every time I even consider like, oh, I should go to those festivals with Millie. That'd be so much fun. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. I'm like, this is like the difference between in my 20s when I would just go to a concert and be in the mosh pit. And now, where I'm like, if there's no seating, I'm not even considering it. Like, if I'm going to a film festival, it needs to be, like, fucking con. (laughs) Like, there needs to be, like, some organization, some fucking security. There needs to be somebody keeping this shit tight.
0: Yeah, I feel like it should be by age. Like, I feel like if you're in your 20s, yeah, sure, fucking, like, windmill someone, (laughs) <laughs> to get into a movie theater or whatever but like if you're like 40 plus like do it d- let us have a dignified method like Thank fucking, you. i will choose my seats ahead of time yes. like whatever the fuck you want me to do like i'll do it i just don't want to fucking scrap with these like sweaty dudes in like reanimator shirts i'm just like so Mm-mm. fucking tired of it and i sit here and i think like I've been doing this for so fucking long and I have to at some point and this is going to sound maybe nuts but I'm like I do I like age out of this at some point do I say no more I will I I as much as I love genre movies and weird shit like I don't want to do this thing anymore right. um, and can I say that now cuz I've reached a certain notch yeah. in my life or career or whatever the fuck it is right
1: or if anything, I feel like you've you've definitely reached the point where you are VIP status. And what I mean by that is that when you do attend these festivals, you should not be getting shoved around with the dudes in the fucking reanimator t-shirts with the Bilal basket replica <laughs> strapped to a belt. Like, you are definitely professionally and per- and personally at a point where you should be able to contact a festival and be like... I need to get in early. I need to not fight with people. I need to sit down. I need to, like, be a he- be out of this, this yeah. mix
0: of yeah. people. Well, and, like, and it's such it's such weird fucking flex rights at these things, too, where it's, like, you know, I don't know. I think it's because everybody's a mutant that, like, if you do get some kind of, you know, special ah. status, like, I don't know, maybe it's, like, I don't know. They don't grant that shit often. And then when they do, it's like, I don't know. You got to be like fucking Tarantino or something. I don't know. But I'm just like, what about the olds? What about the olds? And like, exactly. here's the thing. I was like, I mean, the part of the reason why I was texting you so much is that I feel like if I had you there, there is power in a union is all I'm saying. Like we would have fucking, that guy who pushed me or like kind of nudged me in the back would have been dead
1: essentially he'd been on the
0: floor and we would have done it together
1: absolutely but you know i will start i will always start the fight like i will always turn around and be like i'm sorry you just pushed my friend like you need to apologize like i will start the uh, the conversation yeah
0: i mean we'd be like the fucking bushwhackers we'd be like fucking (laughs) licking each other's heads and then like pinning someone to the ropes just because he's like you know being rude and like racing to get to a movie theater to sit down. I'm just like, this is fucking crazy. Like, why are we doing this?
1: That there is truly no need for. in fucking 2022, you can pick your seats ahead of time in almost every theater, like theaters that don't do that. Unless it's like a revival house or like a truly small theater. If you're not giving people the option to pick out their seats, you're just a control freak. Yeah. Like, someone in management is just a complete control freak. Like, let us pick our fucking seats. And you should be able to do that at festivals. And I would think it would help them understand how full is this going to be.
0: Right. Mm -mm. And I'll I'll tell you right now, these badge prices, just in general, these badge prices are out fucking
1: rages. Yep. And they can't blame it on the supply chain like everybody else. No.
0: I'm like, if I'm paying like... $700 to go to a film festival and I'm having to push people to get to a seat, I'm pissed. I'm like, no, not not in the fucking 2022 post-COVID jam. Like, this ain't happening at all.
1: Hell no. And that's the other thing. It's like the value for the dollar is diminished when you have to go through stuff like that to even get to the movies. This isn't even like to see someone speak or to like a surprise event. This is literally the festival. Like the whole planned organized thing is yeah. still chaos. And if you're paying money for that, that's where I start windmilling people because I'm like, I'm not paying seven hundred bucks to get pushed by anybody, yeah, and I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it,
0: yeah, yeah. it's it that so that part of it was kind of a mess t b h. But gotta say, I mean, I did see a lot of movies, which that's the other thing too, is that my stamina for, like, all-day movie watching in yeah. this in this way. I think I hit a wall. By, like, the last day of the film festival, I was like, all right, I've seen four movies today. I can't go anymore. Like, I cannot see another movie right now. And uh, I just went home or went to the, <laughs> to the hotel because I was like, I don't care if, like, you know, I don't know, the day the clown cried is playing at 8 o'clock. I got to go home. Like, I don't fucking care. I'm just done with movies. But I did see... You you'll be so proud of me. Cuz I saw holy, <laughs> you saw holy Spider.
1: I saw Holy Spider. I saw it! Holy Spider. What did you think? Now, for our listeners, Holy Spider is by the people who same people who who gave us Border. Yes. Um, what did you think?
0: It's it is a uh, dark. Yeah. <laughs> and and thank God I had seen Border because it put it into context like i was like oh this shit is real dark and i'm like oh wait a minute it's the border people like now it makes sense like it totally makes fucking sense
1: you know what i mean i love it i love it you have a language for it now (laughs) yeah
0: no and like and because of you i was able to like you know i was able to like chop it up with people in line you know because i was like yeah, I saw Border recently, it uh, and it rocked me. So I had to see this movie. And they're like, "Oh yeah, Border, man, Border was a crazy one." So, uh, because all because of you, now I was able to like you know hold my station at this film festival seeing this movie. Um, it's good though. I mean, I liked it. It's dark. Um,
1: I can't wait. I cannot wait Just that. That could. I know I say this frequently. That could be the movie that gets me back in theaters.
0: Yeah, I think I think you'll really enjoy it. It's like different than border but it's um it still still packs a punch if you know what i mean (laughs) Uh, and then this other thing that i think you would have really liked too is that i saw this documentary about stephen king film adaptations really and it was basically (gasps) like a documentary made by a woman and she interviewed all these directors that had made a bunch of like of the stephen king um adaptations that um, is up my alley. N- not to Palma. I mean, it was like a couple of people missing. Let's get serious. Mary Lambert was missing. Right. Um, but then a lot of, but then there's like a lot of stuff that I forgot was a Stephen King, like yeah. the dead zone. I was like, I forgot yeah. about that shit. Or like, I got to be honest, I forgot that the Green Mile uh, was a Stephen King. That's uh, uh, uh. <laughs> why
1: <laughs> it, it, be, it became a John, a Tom Hanks, Michael Clark Duncan joint the minute it yeah. came out. Like Stephen King wasn't even mentioned in half of the press.
0: And um, they actually got what's his name that directed that movie. Now, I'm, why am I forgetting? He's very—I um, don't know—big personality that. guy. Uh, Darabont, Frank Darabont, uh, is that who directed? Frank
1: Darabont, yeah, the guy who did yeah, Walking Dead and all that.
0: Uh he's a fucking character. Yeah. Uh, Big character. And he was really entertaining to watch in a documentary. But... um, That's
1: awesome.
0: Yeah. And then I saw the new Park Chan-wook movie, Decision (gasps) to Leave, which was sad as shit. What? Um, Yeah. Uh, I did see a documentary about Chucky. I'll have you know. (laughs) And... I will say this. Chucky was on my flight home. The doll? The the doll. Chucky... (laughs) The doll. Because the woman who made the Chucky documentary is the daughter of the the, the lead puppeteer for the films. So, you know, because there was what? like six or seven Chucky movies. And she had the, like, I think there was several Chucky's, to be honest, several Chucky dolls. But she had one of the original Chucky dolls.
1: Did it have its own seat?
0: No, it sat in her lap like her actual child. Okay, I'm getting off
1: that plane. I'm getting off that plane.
0: (laughs) She was in first class, by the way, too.
1: (laughs) For some reason, if he had his own seat, I'm cool. Sitting on her lap, instantly creepy. I'm out. I'm off that plane. I am like fucking... Shatner, there's something on the wing, like I'm ripping car- I'm ripping the fucking fuselage apart. I yeah, not- you're like John Matrix trying to get out of that fucking plane.
0: You're like, get out, get me out of here. Chucky's in first class. Hell um, no. But I did like we were going through uh, T- uh TSA together
1: and uh, you know, she has to put Chucky through the scanner. See <laughs> I think she carried
0: him through. This is, this is what the, okay. Apparently, during the Q&A, she said that these dolls co- may- cost like $10,000. So I get that she wouldn't want to put it in a checked bag right? or something, you know.
1: But you could throw them in a tray. Those trays are big.
0: Well, and I also said she couldn't have put them in a carry-on bag. I don't know. I kept thinking he could maybe fit in a roller board. Like, oh, I yeah. don't think he's that huge. But I also am like, okay, a $10,000 doll. I mean, I don't think, you know, maybe she... But then at a moment, I was like, no, I'm thinking that she's carrying this around... Because she's like, this is her child. And
1: see, that's you know, my question is like, is this has this crossed the line somewhere where this is now like, oh, no, I have to carry Chucky because he's real.
0: <laughs> yes. And and I'll tell you right now, I, I th- it, that is a conversation starter. Like people would not leave her alone. Like there are fucking people coming up to her. Like the the flight attendants were like, yo, what's up? Like, what's Chucky doing on this flight? Or like, whatever. And it was like, yeah, Chucky is like, he's famous as shit, dude. I was, it really shocked me how famous Chucky was. I was like, everybody knows him.
1: I just gotta say, you walk onto a plane and see Chucky, your first thought is not, this is the daughter of a puppeteer. (laughs) Exactly. Your first thought is, mental illness, check.
0: Oh no, 100%, right? And- you know, not going to lie, she had kind of a goth kind of look. So, uh, you know, maybe right. people were like, oh, she's just like a goth, a goth lady
1: who is walking around with her doll, her it's doll a purse. baby. Remember the yeah. 90s, you would turn it like when you're if you're a ni- in, in, goth in the 90s, you would turn anything into a purse. Yes,
0: you would take the, the unscrew the flap in the back of the of the doll's back and put your cigarettes in there and shit like whatever. Like,
1: <laughs> Also, maybe Chucky's being carried through or the fact that Chucky's being carried through TSA makes me wonder if a Chucky doll would be the perfect drug mule.
0: Listen, I mean, I was like, you need to throw some gummies in there. No one's asking questions. No, no one's shaking. One sha- no one's shaking him down, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, it was no. kind of it was kind of a brilliant move. But I was like, "Yo, Chucky is on, on my flight. He's in is first class.
1: Really wild that yeah. Chucky was both on your flight and in first class. Like, oh, what? Yeah. I know.
0: That's why I was, I was like, God, I wish you would have been here. Like." beginning to end because i was like i'm all alone processing this information this can't be right i wish daniel was here so oh
1: i wish i was there too well oh. next time i will go i will we will bush we will become the bushwhackers i will bring elbow pads knee pads bail money yeah and i will find the organizers in order to just i will find the organizers and gift them with like a flash drive that has like here's all the ways you can make this better and more organized instantly
0: <laughs> well yeah i mean i guess it is like a a post-covid scenario everybody's trying to just get their get their bearings back and you know whatever i mean they were a movie theater there's probably some kind of you know like cost savings thing happening but um I think actually we you and me and Casey should go next year. We should try to do an event of some kind maybe. Yeah. But even if we don't, like we should just like the ambiance is so interesting.
1: Like your photos were killing me all weekend. You were sending me pictures and I'm like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I at one point I said <laughs> I go, "I'm going to try to send you a, a picture of the
0: worst guy here." <laughs> And then I took, I took a picture and then of one guy, and sent it to you. And then I forgot. It was like
1: it was early (laughs) in the weekend, but I'm like she already won.
0: Yeah, it was. He would look like he was in Lost Boys. I mean, he was like it was like one of those kind of guys. But then I was I was also just overwhelmed by the number of like freaks that were there. That I was like, okay, I feel like I'd be bothering her all weekend on her weekend. No,
1: I wasn't doing shit but watching. I was. I was watching the Jeffrey Dahmer um, TV series with my grandma, and have you watched it yet?
0: Okay, no, but, like, everybody is talking about it, so I'm curious, like, what's going on? Tell me how you, why you started it, what happened?
1: I started it because, as you know, I'm not, like, super duper into crime, true crime stuff. Like, I'm easily scared. I have an issue with safety in my own life. I don't like thinking about it. Uh, The fact that serial killers are just out there amongst us, but... Jeffrey Dahmer was one of the first huge news stories that I remember as a kid. Like, it was huge news. And I remember seeing him on magazines and on the news, and everyone was talking about it. And I was talking about, like, cannibalism and fuck. Like, it was fucked. Yeah. Like, instantly awful and instantly fucked. And I remember it being, I just remember it so vividly. But at the same time, because we were getting all of our news filtered through, like, you know, local TV, right. I never got any of the details. And because I don't read into that kind of stuff, I never knew a lot of the details. right? And so I watched it out of curiosity because I had read that the creators of the show kind of focused on the victim stories more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I've never known, aside from, like, one or two, I've never known a lot about the victim's It could be interesting to see it in that light. Now, having said that, it's a Ryan Murphy joint, so take that with a grain of salt. Like, Oh, what? And it's called Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Like, somebody in production should have edited that title seven years ago. (laughs) Say it again? Wait, say it again? Okay, here's the the full title is Dahmer Monster, colon, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. I'm like, you need 18 (laughs) copy editors who could have flagged this. As soon as you pitch this idea,
0: can we stop saying the word Dahmer and just do yeah. this simple "Wow"? Can we just is, throw
1: Dahmer in there as much as possible? That's
0: clunky. That's it's clunky. so clunky,
1: and it's yeah. Ryan Murphy, so take all of that with a grain of salt. Okay. Here's the thing that has fucked me up about Dahmer: Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. <laughs> <laughs> three three things have fucked me up. <laughs> One that title, I can't get over it. Two. Yeah. I did not realize. So part of the part of the what they focused on is he, he was doing this in a fucking apartment building. So all of his neighbors smelled the dead bodies he was cooking, smelled the dead bodies he had in that fucking 54 gallon vat like drum in his room <sighs> and they fo- Niecy Nash plays his his next door neighbor who would, like, see naked guys crawling out of his apartment. And, like, the cops gave that 14-year-old boy back to him. And she was the one who called it in and was like, what's going on with this? This doesn't seem right. And she called and called and called. It was like, there's some shit. And there's an episode where it's highly focused on her. And you realize that, like, the vent in her apartment, like, a lot of the smells would come through the vent. So her house just smelled like death and decay, And she's like, something is wrong. She would hear him sawing through people (gasps) and like hear him with his electric saw, like cutting body parts like it was vile. And it made me instantly so fucking sad for like the trauma that all of these people around him. I I don't know why I had never considered that. Like Aside from the victims of the crime, the victims of his environment were like multitudes of people who lived with this fucking ghoul. God, dude. And it was just like, it was very, very interesting that they did it in that that light. So that was the second thing that really surprised me. The third thing that really (laughs) surprised me, and I know that, Listener Stephanie has has rocked our worlds in the best possible way by sending us the, the Creep Lifetime Achievement Award Oscar category yeah. uh, that she and her husband came up with as a way to, to fix the Oscars. And it may, really made me think that Evan Peters, who plays Jeffrey Dahmer in Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story... Uh, <laughs> Evan Peters does not, to me, qualify for a creep lifetime achievement because he doesn't bring creep to every single role he does. Mm-hmm. Like, he does comedy. He does, um, you know, he, he was in mayor, the mayor of East Town, and, like, he was really sweet in that. But he does creepy so goddamn well that it's disturbing. It mm. is disturbing. This dude... Has been in tons of American horror stories with Ryan Murphy's, yeah. but he does creep so well that I'm like, he is a, he's again, he's like a Taryn Egerton to me where I'm like, you're just a little tiny baby, but now you're acting like you're, like you're actually a creep, like a grown creep. Yeah. And I can't, like, it's a cognitive dissonance that I can't get over.
0: Yeah. So uh, I just looked him up because he didn't, he didn't sound familiar to me when you said his name mm-hmm. and he looks like freaking um the redhead singer guy ed sheeran or something like he yeah. has this like he kind of looks like he was in uh lord of the rings or something like he's wow super innocuous yeah dimple
1: like super cute absolute freak like he, yeah. he plays freaks unnaturally well and i'm like yeah. this is disturbing <laughs> and well that he, and like, does yeah, so well that
0: he's playing this ghoul, like yeah. you said. So side sidebar to this, and I don't know if you know this guy or not, but like, so when I was in Austin, my friends Chris and Tracy had just started this show, and they were telling me about it, and and Chris mentioned that apparently Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer sounds like the comedian Joe Parra. Do you know Joe yeah. Parra? Yep. And <laughs> to, the p- like to the point where they interviewed Joe Para apparently, where it was like, did you know that you sound like Ooh. the guy who's playing Jeffrey fucking Dahmer? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, what the fuck? Because I- I've seen, you know, Joe Pera talks with you or whatever. And that is a creepy <laughs> bo- voice, even That's if it's so him. Creepy. So yes. now I'm just I'm imagining watching this show and hearing the guy playing Jeffrey Dahmer sound like Joe and I'm like, this is bone chilling already. Like,
1: I don't even oh. know if I could start it. I'm telling you that like high pitched Midwestern accent. <laughs> it just, it's creepy. And Evan Peters is so goddamn cute. And I'm like, you can't be out here playing serial killers and looking fine. I'm sorry. I can't, yeah. my brain cannot handle this. <laughs> I got this shit. Stop stop being a baby and getting swole. Like baby faced actors need to stop getting swole for these fucking roles. I can't take it.
0: Yeah. I, um, that's so out of curiosity, is there a a portrayal of an evil person that you found hot in the history of movies and TV? Like, is there somebody that you were like, that's a hot Charles Manson or like, that's a hot, Jeffrey Dahmer, I think you might have just found your first, if you I haven't I think already. I just
1: found it, and it's not sitting well with me, because this guy was a fucking ghoul! It is disturbing, and and truly, truly, like, I can't, I I'm always a, tr- this is a very therapeutic conversation that I need to have, clearly, but, like, I'm always attracted to the villain a little bit more than I am the hero. You I, know, I don't like muscles, you know, I can't stand that shit. yeah. I love it. A a Mads Mikkelsen and fucking Casino Royale all day long. Crying blood. Bring them to me. Let's do it. Mads Mikkelsen is fucking Hannibal was hot. Yeah. Listen, I saw. Oh, my God.
0: I'm going to have to look this up because you're going (laughs) to freak the fuck out.
1: Um, But this is what I mean. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't like myself liking these fucking hot
0: actors. So. Not for nothing. But. Yeah, boy, Matt Smith played Charles Manson in this movie that came out, that Charlie Says movie. And it was literally the only time in my life where I was like, Charles Manson's kind of hot. Like, he's <laughs> hot. Like, <laughs> but I mean, and it's only because Matt Smith was playing him, which by Thank the way, you. Matt Smith is tall. Charles Manson was like- Tiny. Four, three or something. He was super tiny and gross and smelly. And- I was like, I don't know why they got this, like, hot tall guy to Thank play you. this, like, piece of shit. But you. now you're ruining it. You're ruining the wiring in my brain because now I'm like, Charles Manson was hot. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? No, he wasn't. He was not I hot. I
1: He was not hot. He was a little fucking demon. Yeah. From the depths of hell. And that this is what I mean. Stop casting hot people to play these fucking murdering ghouls. Yeah. It ain't right. And you're Matt w- Smith... He he shouldn't be hot anyway. Like, if you look at him head on, nothing about his face should be hot. Like, nothing yeah. fits. But it works somehow. Like, he's cute. It definitely yeah. works. But Evan Peters just rocked my world as Jeffrey Dahmer, and I can't take it. I cannot take it. He was so good yeah. in that role, playing this fucking absolute demon. Yeah. Also very cute. Also, you see him in his underwear a lot. Also, he's murdering people. Also, he's targeting black people. Like, I can't take it. Please stop my brain from going down this track.
0: I mean, listen. I you know that I loved the assassination of Johnny Versace. That mm-hmm. that is the only time I ever watched a Ryan Murphy project. I've not yep. seen pretty much anything else. And they made Andrew Kunanin like a little hottie too. Like, yeah. They made him like, I mean, and and uh, I don't maybe want to go down this road entirely, but I was like, yo, I mean, and I watched it primarily because Andrew Cunanan is Filipino and I, I I'm just out here watching Filipino stories as I did. I'm like, I guess I'm going to watch this. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was like a hot Andrew Cunanan guy. And I was like, that is fucked up. Is that fucked up? Like, what's going on? Like, Oh, a hot I, jeffrey it, the, dahmer a hot charles manson we can't have this it ain't
1: right it ain't right and i also like yeah we can't have a hottie andrew kunan and also the guy who played versace in like edgar ramirez is yeah so fucking hot yeah and i'm like i didn't find johnny versace personally hot in real life why are you doing this
0: yeah yeah it was a it was a bad style era, I think, for that. And but then when he was in the Point Break remake, you know, right. I was like, oh, maybe Spouting he that th-
1: nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I was like his character is terrible, but he looks really great. He um, looks
1: great flying through the air in his fucking squirrel suit.
0: What did so? What did Grandma think of the Dahmer show?
1: Grandma. <laughs> First and foremost, I have to preface everything with her now because, like, I know that she loves horror. But she also has dementia, so I don't want to scare her. Sure. If she's in one of her moments where she's like, I do not want to watch this. So I always ask her, hey, do you want to watch something that's funny or scary? Or like, I always kind of try to see what mood she's in. And so she said to me, I want to watch something spooky. And I was like, okay. I said, well, there's a TV show that I want to watch. Um, Let's watch the first episode. And if you don't like it, we can watch something else. Mm Mm-hmm. She was fucking riveted. Wow. Because, again, has dementia. Forgot the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Forgot Dahmer monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Forgot the story. Mm. (laughs) So she was like, oh my God. And then she started remembering it as we were watching it. Right. And that was a fascinating thing to watch. But like, we watched a few episodes together and she was riveted. Because the first episode is very tense and it's mostly about... Like, you see the process of how he lured people into his apartment. Um, so it's a lot of tension, and she likes that. Like, she likes that kind of spooky tension of like, ooh, who's going to die? Get him! Get him! And there's, like, fighting and tussling a little bit. She fucking loved it. She fucking loved it. And then she started to remember, and she's like, this is real. Like, this is a real news story. And I was like, yeah, this really happened. And she was like, oh, God. Like, she was just... in." He- she was riveted, disgusted, and yeah. remembering when it actually happened, it was weird. And we watched a few episodes of so she loved it. And then I watched the rest on my own that night, which was a fucking mistake because I've been awake for two days straight since I watched it. <laughs> Have not slept a solid night since I finished
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I I it's it's like every now that now that we've talked about it and then just hearing other people kind of discuss it with me over the past couple weeks or whatever, I actually think i don't know a lot about the details of that crime yeah. and so part of me is wondering maybe i just need to like because i i don't it's that kind of thing where like i i i don't know if i want to like watch this thing as a right. way to be like oh what are the actual facts like you know because it's a hollywood it's a thing you know what i mean it's like a, a ryan murphy thing you know at a certain point right. i i just need to go to like an article that or a documentary that'll talk about it. So I could just know what the facts are and then see the hot version of Jeffrey Dahmer or whatever. So I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, so many people who are like, I mean, it's like kind of become this like flashpoint. I feel like between this and the fucking Marilyn Monroe movie, I'm like, there is discourse in the air
1: all over the place.
0: Yes, that's that uh, that
1: Anna Diarmas movie, right? Oh Lord, yes. I mean, it is. Good Lord, I haven't watched it yet.
0: I haven't seen it yet. Every person that I know that has tastes that are in line with mine, and I'm not saying it's good taste. I have friends that have really bad taste, and they're film critics. Like, there's a guy that I know, Luke, who like has fantastic taste. Like he he likes the shit that like nobody else likes, but that I like, like, right. you know, we both watched this, like, you know, like he thinks that show girls is a masterpiece type of thing. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. Like we have a similar taste. He was like, it is fucking terrible. And so oh I was like, God. okay, like my guy is not feeling this, but then like there's just been so much drama but then, about it. Do you, you know? watch it
1: so you can take part in the drama? Like same with Don't Worry, Darling. Like yes. I don't know what it's about. I don't know if it's good, but do I watch it so I can understand what happened at Venice and what I was watching on that fuck my fucking newsfeed all weekend, pop culturally? Yeah. Like, do you watch it just to be part of it?
0: Well, and like I don't know. It's 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 like this other thing too about like these 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 real people. Hmm like b- being presented by others like that are just like people who are, you know, telling a story about a real right. person and it's not a fucking, you know, <laughs> it's not like a Maisel brothers documentary. It's like yeah. people who are artists and who are making art about a real person. So mm-hmm. it's just this crazy, Like, but then there's also the, that thing can go too far too, where you're just like, you got none of it right. Like, you got nothing right. of it right or whatever. And so I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, do I want to stay in my beautiful cloud and not have an opinion about this stuff that everybody's talking about? Or do I want to, like, subject myself to the madness? I don't know.
1: I don't know what i to do. will say I'm not going to watch Blonde. I'm not watching that Marilyn Monroe movie because I just feel like, please let her rest. Like, it's been so long. Like, let the woman rest in peace. We have dissected her culturally Yeah. Forever. There's nothing else to know. I don't care if like this person is... To me, all these Marilyn Monroe vehicles become is a vehicle for the new hot Hollywood girl. Yeah. And I'm like, we need to stop that. Like, just cut that, stop that train in its tracks. Like, we don't, we need to find something else for the new hot Hollywood girl to do. But I will say this about Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Um... (laughs) Yeah. It will be terrifying to you, I think, in some ways. But I do think it's worth it to learn about the true nature of his crimes in the only thing that I've seen that doesn't center him. Like, there's no sympathy for him at all in this show. And even when they're explaining his background, you're like, all right, I know this, but I don't care. You should never have done this. So I think it's worth it to learn about the victims and to learn about... Like, it's the only thing I've seen about this particular serial killer that has even attempted to do that, even if it's heavy-handed at times, even if it doesn't really pull it off sometimes. Yeah. It's the only thing that I've seen that's tried to do that. And I was I was better for having watched it just knowing, again, about kind of the, the effect of trauma on the people in the building and just thinking, really, I cannot stop thinking about his neighbors and, you know what the city did and like, and didn't do. And it just kind of, I don't know. It just, it it made me think in a way that I didn't think it was going to. Yeah. Um, so it's worth it for that, for that alone.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting there. I mean, it's just all this like fallout from things like that, that you don't ever think about usually. Yeah. That, I mean, if somebody just sort of like focuses an attention towards it, you're like, oh fuck. I mean, it just is this whole this whole thing, like, that we never think about when we're just, like, watching the news about a crime or whatever. You don't think about the neighbors and that kind of exactly.
1: stuff. Exactly. Like, just doing, killing all of these people in a fucking apartment. We've all lived in apartments and apartment buildings and had weird neighbors and weird smells and weird shit coming, th- like, sounds coming through. Imagine hearing a serial killer. Yeah. Oh, It just, okay. it rocked me to my core. I will also say it is worth it for... There was a moment. And I didn't know that he did this because, again, this wasn't the focus of the news that I was watching at the time. Um, apparently, Jesse Jackson went to Milwaukee. What? Like, during the Jeffrey Dahmer. De- he's like, this is a failure of police. Because because Jeffrey Dahmer targeted um, Black, Latino, um, gay men in an underserved mm. part of, of an underserved city. Okay. And so Jesse Jackson was like, this is something that we need to draw attention to. There is a scene where he's in a car. They're talking to his aide. Like the scene starts with his aide, so you don't know who he's talking to at first. When they turn to the actor that plays Jesse Jackson, I laughed out loud for like five solid minutes. It is worth it for that moment alone
0: (laughs) to find out who's playing Jesse Jackson. Is that what you mean? Like just not even
1: looking up ahead of time. Okay, I won't. It is like an SNL skit. Like, just, it is worth it for that moment alone. There is some levity, and it comes just in that moment. (laughs) Wow.
0: See, I had no idea that that had happened. Like, I had no idea that it got that... Right. This uh, is what I serious. mean. So, this is
1: what I mean. Like, none of the news that I was watching at that time focused on anything other than the fact that this man killed and ate people. They didn't talk about the fact that they were Black and Latinx people. They didn't talk yeah. about the fact that they were all gay men or that one of them was a 14-year-old boy and that, like, they didn't talk about any of that shit.
0: Yeah. I will say that that is something that I forgot. Like, a comp- like as you're telling this to me, because I just, yeah, I mean, I, th- I was pretty young, maybe, when that, when yeah. did that happen? Like, late 80s? Like 91, 92? Oh, 91 like Yeah, yeah I would have been in like, uh, maybe like I was probably like 11 or yeah. 12 or something. So yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know if I would have known the details at that age for that. But like, yeah, I just remember hearing like the late night talk show jokes mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And yeah, okay. I'm going to have yeah. to do a really deep dive before I get into that, so.
1: Watch it in the afternoon. Yeah. Don't look up too much about it.
0: Mhm.
1: And just I would say jump in.
0: Well, and I got to say too, like I mean, going back to that earlier point about sort of all of this like really contentious seems like I don't know, like biographies. I mean, I got to say, if I was out there, I mean, and maybe you can speak to this more than me, I'm a total totally not a screenwriter or like a, you know, I would never in a million years go towards any historical figure at all right now, it's like right now everybody is is doing a real fine fine tooth comb through history. Mm-hmm. And if I was trying to tell a story, I would make that shit up. I would never ever focus on anybody that was remotely real because people Absolutely. are going to have opinions about it. And I don't know. I just be like, I'm just making. I got to make making up a character. It's gonna be oh hell yeah, you know, a little alien guy. Everything's you know.
1: a gritty reboot. Like, I would do... If I was doing anything historical in a screenwriter sense, I would do, like, a Johnny Appleseed story, but turn him into a serial killer and make it a gritty reboot.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, you
1: can't come at me for that.
0: Right. I would fucking make another Minions movie, except even dumber. Like, if it was my... I was like, oh, what what kind of story should I tell right now? What's like, What's, like, an element that I need to talk about? I'd be like, oh, just create a Minions-type oh, character, like some idiot little... <laughs> yellow piece of shit. Like, I would never, because then then it's like, oh, let's take on Audrey Hepburn and do a dark Audrey Hepburn story. I'm like, fuck that.
1: No. You're just asking for it, you know? Also, like, I, I fear and am aware of, like, families. Like, there are still people alive related to these people. Yeah. And I feel like it's not worth it to even try, especially if it's a terrible story. I didn't know Jeffrey Dahmer had a brother. Oof. His brother changed his name almost as soon as this shit started happening, but like someone is married to and has kids with Jeffrey Dahmer's brother. Lord, I mean that is heavy. That's heavy shit. Yeah, like and he's still alive. So like I can't, I can't, I can't with families with legacy. I you, I apologize to the Gregory Pecks family every fucking time I mention his <laughs> name on this podcast. <laughs> like people are out there.
0: His legacy is having a high ass. and A high ass.
1: Those kids will know. They will know now. He's a very high high ass ass fine man. (laughs) Do you think people know when their grandparents are hot? Or like their great grandparents are hot? Like I don't think. I've never considered whether or not my granddad was hot. But like if you're related to Gregory Peck, do you just know? Like yeah, he was hot.
0: I mean at a certain level. Yeah. Like, uh, there's this old... I mean, you'll, no one will ever know who this person is. <laughs> but th- maybe. Who knows? There's this old-ass actor that is long dead. His name is Joel McCrae. He was, like, a Western star. He <laughs> was in Sullivan's Travels. He was in a couple of, like, um, you know, Preston Sturgis movies, like, rom-coms in, like, the 30s. So he's, like, a 30s right. movie star. Um, he was, like, the hottest man I've ever seen in my life. And his grandson comes to the film festival every year because I guess he does a lot for, they have like a, a a ranch in like Sherman Oaks or fucking Calabasas or something like that. And, um, there was a, a year that he came to the film festival and I just straight up told him, I was like, your grandpa was so hot. And I'm sorry to say it, but like, you know, because he's he's super friendly. He's like this really gregarious, smiley cowboy with like this giant, like, Wilford Brimley mustache. And he's really sweet. And he's so yeah. friendly. And so, I don't know. I just felt comfortable. And I was like, sir, Wyatt McCray, sir, like, your dad was such a hottie. Like, he was so beautiful and he was like thank you yes like i you know like i just was like thank god he didn't deck me because i mean he wasn't like he didn't seem completely rooted out but i'm sure he was just being nice he probably went home to his wife and been like this crazy woman just said grandpa was a, f- a big fuck bomb like she really wanted to he do he came him.
1: He came back from that festival the way you came back from this festival. He was like, <laughs> I was surrounded by freaks and one of them <laughs> said granddad was hot.
0: Ain't no bu- ain't no freak like an old movie freak. Let's get serious. Like these people are weird. I mean, these are like band nerds to the nth dimension. Like <laughs> tsh, Yeah, and and, I, and now he, it's on record, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think it. I would react in a weird way, if somebody said that about my grandpa, so...
1: Yeah. There's no other way to react, but some of you got hot grandpas, and you can't <laughs> help it, and you know it, and it's fine. Just keep it <laughs> keep it 100 when people tell you, because... They can't help it. You got hot grandpas out I there. Know. Um, I feel like we've gone so long, but I do want to read at least one or two of these
0: emails. I know. I know. We have a hard out at a certain point. Why don't we just do one or something? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Or even the, the first two, like one is just a comment. And then one is just like a question that we think we can answer pretty quickly. Okay, cool. You want to read the first one? I'll read the second one. Sure.
0: Uh, first one is from R. No no other details, so I don't know. I'll just say are. Um, esteemed queens, your intro to today's episode was extremely thoughtful and gracious. I was sorry to hear that you have felt stifled or anxious to talk about particular things, as I think you two are the most conscientious and deeply intentional people in the podcast arena. And unfortunately, it seems like compassionate, thoughtful women are always going to be held to a higher standard of perfectionism in their work than basic dudes. Seriously, though, I appreciate the fuck out of you both and have always found your conversations to be nuanced, interrogative and challenging in the best way. And I'm prepared to bare knuckle box any haters who just come to throw shade. Much love, R. I fucking appreciate that, R. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, R. I know. I think we said everything we have to say in that intro. And I, I love that we had that conversation. But I also love that so many of you responded in this kind of way. Where um and I, I will say it's not like we get a ton of haters, but we do get a lot of um, policing more than anything, yeah, of language and this and that and comments. and like and it's just nice to know that most of you are not like that. So thank you, yeah, for responding so well to this. Um, and I love that conversation. I love that we had that conversation.
0: I too. It felt cathartic, and I mean, I know that it was kind of like a hard conversation to have, and there was, like, people who were legit, like, surprised that we had had it, because I think that they mm-hmm. didn't, I think they didn't see, they didn't know that we had, um, some, we sometimes get, you know, the policing, yeah. um, but, uh, a lot of people appreciated us just talking it out, so that's cool. I, I appreciate y'all. I think that both of us felt better afterwards, and- that was totally.
1: Great. Yeah. Totally. Thanks, R. This one comes from Leanne. Uh, the subject of the email is spooky season. <laughs> and Leanne says, like Danielle, I love a good scary film, but hate the blood and violence that goes along with so many. My brother and I grew up watching movies like Dark Knight of the Scarecrow and Curtain, a must watch for those who haven't seen. Would love recommendations for movies, That truly scare, but without guts and gore. Happy spooky season, Leanne. Leanne, I got you. I'm your girl here. Because again, don't love the gore. um, But I do love a tense psychological thriller. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love being scared in a way that kind of keeps me thinking. Um, Some modern ones that I loved were um, Crimson Peak. Like Guillermo Guillermo del del Toro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let me try that again. Guillermo del Toro um, is always good for a spooky that's not too gory. Um, I really loved The Orphanage, like his version of The Orphanage was spooky. Um, and Crimson Peak was kind of scary without too much gore. I kind of think The Baba Duke is pretty scary. I think it falls into that category of scary without gore. Um, I don't know if you saw It Follows. I think there are, like, a couple of disturbing moments, but it's also, like, the tension in that movie is mostly, like, who's going to get it next? And I really liked how they built the tension and the fear without Mm -hmm. it being too gory. There are, a couple, again, a couple of moments where it feels, like, a little physically gory, but not in the way that we're used to seeing, like, fountains of blood and shit like that. Um, So those are kind of my more modern takes for that kind of thing. And I think... You know, go, go like Hitchcock will never do you wrong. Like the birds are scary. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is an eye
0: gouging moment, I guess, in that, but it's not that bad.
1: Not compared (laughs) to what we usually see where it's like, I'm going to slice off your nipples with a razor. Like, (laughs) exactly.
0: to be honest, my plan was to completely defer to you to answer this question because I was like, I've been on one lately. I've been watching some really gnarly stuff. And I'm just kind of like, I don't even know if I can answer this question right now. Like something is wrong with me. I'm like, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, I don't know if you saw, um, Barbarian.
1: Oh God, Millie.
0: Uh, that one, that one, I won't say anything above and beyond that. What I've just said, because if you haven't seen it yet, it's best to go in completely blind. That's what I did. I had no idea what it was about. I thought it was actually about Conan, the Barbarian. I didn't realize it was like a horror movie. Um, Speaking of, Bill Skarsgård?
1: Yeah, he's a creep.
0: Yeah, he's a creep, but he's kind of hot. Like, I was like, okay, he's much younger than me, I think. I think he's in his early 30s, but I was like, yeah. listen, if I dated younger guys...
1: fame. You if, if, if I did it, Evan Peters would be top of the list. But Bill Skarsgård legitimately scares me.
0: Right, and like I had not seen him pretty much in anything beyond it. So I was like, yeah. oh, well, he, he's not Pennywise. So I'm like... Right oh, who is this guy in this movie? And I was like, he's kind of cute. And then I'm like, oh, it's Pennywise. And he's related to all the other Scars guards.
1: That's the thing. He's Pennywise, but he's still a Scars guard. (laughs) There's just like a a built-in hot gene happening. Yeah. there so oh yeah. my god well well I th- we will read more emails next time yes. um, or not sometimes we just go hard in one direction and we yeah. get to one to zero emails yeah
0: but it sounds like i mean I, I thankfully you guys are on board i think uh thank you very much for being Wondery plus subscribers we really 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 appreciate it and yes. um if you have any questions for us i promise we'll answer some questions sometime uh we're at i saw what you did pot at gmail.com
1: and we might even answer your questions on the main feed. So still send them in because we might have a guest yes. answer them. Um, and you can also find us on our socials at I Saw Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah.
0: Well, Danielle, as always, it's a fucking pleasure doing this podcast with you. I am so glad to be home and I'm so glad to see you in the flesh. I'm
1: so glad you're back. Welcome. Flying. I can't believe Chucky got to fly first class and you didn't, <laughs> but that's another episode. God damn it. One day. Fucking Chucky in first we, class. Is the title of this "Chucky flies first class"? <laughs> <laughs> that edge lord flo-
0: flew first class, and I did not. Fuck, man. Oh, lord, bye. bye.
1: <laughs> this has been an exactly right production. Produced and mixed by Casey O'Brien. Our theme song is by Tom Bryfogle. Artwork by Garrett Ross. Our executive producers are Georgia Hardstart, Karen Kilgarriff, and Daniel Kramer. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at I Saw Pod. And you can email us at I Saw What You Did Pod at Gmail. Follow I Saw What You Did on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit ExactlyRightStore.com to purchase I Saw What You Did merch.